Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliostapes in Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by German photographer Alex Vescher. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning, you and my friend. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, obviously, it looks pretty sunny wherever you're sitting, and it's actually quite sunny here in Glasgow this morning as well, which always makes a pleasant change. Uh, before we get into talking about your recent book, Silence, um, which is absolutely beautiful, it would be great if you could maybe give everyone a brief introduction to your photographic journey and background. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, photography has been present in my life since my early childhood. My grandmother on my mother's side and also my grandfather on my father's side and my father, they all documented my childhood with uh, Praktika cameras because I grew up in Eastern Germany. Cool. And um, so, yeah, there, there was always there was always photography in my life. And as a child, I was always curious about the the camera itself and uh, how it worked. And yes, I, I I loved to try it out as a child already. And um, I think I got my first real camera when I was about 14, I believe. And yeah, I was just happy clicking away at everything that got in front of the lens. <laughs> and uh, most of it was probably completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that got a bit more into the background when I discovered music as a teenager. Okay. That, was, that became more important to me. And also learning the guitar and, and playing and writing songs. Um, but eventually that connected back to photography because I started um, taking pictures at concerts and uh, following around a few bands, one from, from Germany, which was called Alphaville, and uh, later on um, The Stranglers in the UK. Yep. And... Um, also, when I started studying, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a film conservator. I studied cool. that in, in Berlin and uh, photography was part of the, the course to a degree because, of course, film also is a photographic medium. Yeah. You have to know how it works. And so we, we had a course in, in, in uh, the university uh, learning uh, darkroom techniques and also some, some basic introduction to photography and also in restoration conservation you have to document the things you are going to restore so that's also photography is also an important part of that right. and i had the great pleasure of uh, having a course with um, uh, helga paris who was a, a, an east german documentary photographer and uh, she was just fantastic. I also had the chance to show her some some photos uh, that I made at the time in Berlin. And she didn't exactly rip them apart, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there was some some important uh, stuff she said to me, which uh, sticked until today. So it had a, had a great impact on me. And. Um, then I, for, for a time, I just took pictures of my dogs, which <laughs> I first got in 2006, which also uh, meant the switch to a digital camera for the first yeah. time. Yeah. 
And um, during the time I spent outside with my dogs, I eventually switched or, or turned towards the landscape more and more. I discovered the landscape more and more on, on my walks with my, with my dogs in the forests, in the local forests and um, wetlands and also on holiday, of course. So that became more and more important to me gradually. And I, I started reading a lot more about it. And yeah, it's, it's still present until today. And um, a couple of years ago, I discovered photo books in earnest. <laughs> and uh, so that, that was a major step in, in the direction that my photography took. And I, I started turning more towards working with themes and projects. Yeah. And yeah, silence is one result of, that way yeah absolutely it's it's a it's a beautiful book it's 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 also been a, a pleasure really to see you share some of that on on the slack group and the pitch kucha evenings as well it's wonderful to see just glimpses of of what you've been of what you've been working on and and your huge big screenshots of it all in all in like uh, your sequenced order and then to actually see it come to life in its physical form because it's it's beautiful absolutely beautiful work and be it's been beautiful beautifully printed I, I know there were some technicalities maybe um during the printing process but it's beautiful so how did the project and the body of work actually start um some of the pictures go back uh, already 10 years ago and the i didn't have the topic or the theme at first okay so this project is more a result of um when, when i started going through my back catalog about four years ago i think it was yeah. Yeah. um seriously i started to to question what it actually is that i'm i'm photographing what, what i'm drawn to what what my interests are what um, my, my style maybe I don't know yeah. and um, this project was one result of that because um, these are the kind of pictures that I have been drawn to in the landscape from the start and um, it through the years these kind of pictures always I always come back to this uh, this, this kind of mood this kind of landscape the serene atmosphere in the landscape um, which is being created th through fog, through certain weather, weather conditions and in certain seasons. And um, that this kind of, these kind of pictures have always reappeared. And eventually I identified that theme and that project. And when that happened, I also recognized at the time of making the picture in the landscape that this is for this project. So yeah. there's, there, there are two kinds of approaches to this, really. One one has been backwards and one yeah. has been yeah, forwards, so to say. Yeah, very good. And and what what's because it, it, there's there's a beautiful story that tells that you tell through it. What what's I suppose kind of the story that you're trying to tell the, the viewer? Again, there are two approaches to this. One of one is the more personal story. Yeah. Why I am drawn to these kind of landscapes and, yeah. and what what they make me feel and what what impact they have on me. And um, because I'm I'm a pretty reflective person, I always ask myself why I'm doing certain things and why I'm drawn to them. And um, I try to um, go 
through the history of humanity and try to find that, uh, try to find my interest there too. And that's why I have uh, found these same themes in mythology yep. all, all over the world and people being drawn to these themes and being interested in, in this kind of imagery, this kind of atmosphere and uh, creating stories from it. And uh, that that's really, that's, that's very inspiring for me yep. to feel connected, I guess, yeah. also to, to the rest of the world, to other people, because I'm, I'm really a very, I've, I've always felt a bit like an, an outsider in society. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess that way you always try to find connections to other people and yeah. you always try to find your place in it. Yeah. So that is, that is one yeah. reason why I did this. Yeah, I I, th I think the work the work is uh, the work is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's very much a style of of photography and and uh, that that I enjoy liking. I I love the mystique behind a lot of the images and and just you you can feel this you can feel yourself in the environment. You can feel the kind of the conditions and probably the emotions that you were going through in terms of in terms of in terms of just the the bleakness in some aspects, but also when you then get into some some of the winter. And, and just the remoteness and all, all the message it just said it just conveys a wonderful sense of atmosphere um so at what at what point did you decide because obviously this project is past work and also kind of future ongoing work at what point did you decide that you wanted to publish it as a book form mm. well there have been uh, i think three phases okay. i have been gone through the first one was uh, just going through these images and selecting them and put, putting them in some kind of order for uh, the project category on my website. Yep. Um, then as I was starting to make my own books at the same time, I thought this would be a good project to make a handmade, handmade book from. Okay. And um, so that was the second step. Yep. Selecting some pictures from that project not all of them yeah. and putting them in a certain order that could work in a book mm -hmm. and but that was just for myself yeah just because i'm, I'm still learning bookmaking and uh, every book that i make is just practice absolutely and, yeah um, that was just one topic i chose to do that yep <laughs> and um at the same time i was um, getting a lot of zines from other photographers, partly from the Bibliscapes group. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I thought that might work and it would be a, an interesting challenge to put the selection I did for the handmade book and put it into that kind of format. Yeah. And, uh, it was interesting to see what I wanted to change. Yeah. And uh, so... The handmade book was very much for myself. It was a, a quite simple selection and um, series of photos. I, I did not put too much effort into yes. the editing. Yeah, it was just trying out what works and and the sequencing. Yeah, and uh, the, the the zine was a very different matter because I also um, I wanted to make something that people would enjoy. So yeah. there was not so much what, what I would make for myself. So, but I also wanted to put the effort in to make something that people could 
like and to treasure. Yeah. And um, so that was when I started to um, get the story in, involved. Yes. And also think think about because I, I like books where you have not too much text, but a little bit of text in, interwoven in, in the in the pages in the pictures because that keeps your attention. You just don't flick through. Yes, I agree. I, f- I finished in five minutes, but it, it keeps your attention on, on, on the page. And <laughs> yeah. also you, you also question what has the text to do with the image you see. And so, yeah, there, there was a lot more effort to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different from, from doing a book for yourself, mm-hmm. which can be so personal. And, and as you say, it's when, when you're beginning to make handmade books, a, a lot many times in the same when when i do it albeit i don't do as much as i should do a lot of it's for practice and you just improve the quality of what you're doing Um, and you can always go back and redo something again or cut it to pieces and and re-sequence it and you're maybe only doing a smaller set of images just just to see how well it works in in a particular form Um, and also it can be very personal to you there's not necessarily the story that you you have to tell it's you you, you're doing it because you want to enjoy your own work but when you're doing a book or a zine for other people or that you're you're going to share with other people it becomes a it becomes a different animal altogether and and as you say, yeah, there is the there is the requirement to kind of maybe give more care and attention to something that might be slightly bigger. You've obviously got a lot of images in here, and I really do like the the the, the snippets of text that you've uh, you've interwoven through the images. I like the fact that they don't appear on every sing- single page as well, so that you're not it's not start and stop through every single page, but it, it's it's just they've all been beautifully placed. And they just give a bit of context to to what the work is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so when you when you started doing the started doing the, the book, were at that point was the project finished, or did you have to go and create any new shots specifically for 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 silence? No, all the pictures that I I put into this zine are also they were already present. Yeah, I changed uh, the the sequencing a bit from the handmade book. I found that some pictures don't work so well when when I saw them in my book. Yeah, I found that yeah I, I, I noticed that some don't work so well and some of the pairings didn't work so well. So I had a basis to to work on it was a bit like like a book dummy so to say for this project and i um, could change a few things yeah and how did you go about curating the images was it based on your preference of images or or was it very much based on the story that you were trying to tell both yeah (laughs) yeah well, that, that's it. And it's, it's always a challenge to to try and accommodate and fit in the the images that you are most pleased with or your, or your preferred options. But at the same time, as I know we've discussed many times, they still have to fit into the, the, the story and the narrative yes. that, that you're telling people, which is which yes. can be the challenge. Yeah, there were some favorites that I had to leave out because they, they didn't fit in the end. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 that's yeah. it. But it, and it all adds to it. And, and but equally at the same time, I think you can also find there are images that maybe aren't the strongest by themselves. But actually, when you put them, when you slot them in between a sequence of other images, they really kind of come to life and add add something entirely different to it. That's the beauty of books. Yeah. Because some some images that you 
you don't think much of will work really well in a book series. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when when you were working on the sequence, did you did you seek feedback from other photographers? Get some input in terms of what other people thought of it? Because certainly from my perspective, I. I'll, I, I have a look at various other people's PDF drafts um, when they're working on something just to give a fresh perspective. And I enjoy getting a fresh perspective myself. So I'm interested just to hear how you maybe approach that yourself. Yeah, I did. And it was a very new thing for me because I was that kind of uh, person person in the past who, you know, at, at, at school, I always... Uh, in, in art lessons, I always doodled a bit and then I took the picture <laughs> home and finished it there and <laughs> because I never liked to, to have people see the process. But so, yeah, I did that very differently this time. And I asked a couple of people from the Bibliosgapes group yep. um, for once, um, Wanda Ralewska and Ian Hill and Dale uh, Sutherland Roberts. Yep. And uh, it was really interesting because uh, each one had something different to say about it and to add. For example, Wander um, um, was, uh, was more concentrated on the text, right. on, on the language. That was interesting. And Ian was more, he noticed some mistakes and also some had made some comments on the sequencing. And, and Dale was more focused on, on the pairings and on the the positions yep. of images so they they each had some very valuable feedback that i not i, I didn't use all of it by but i i used some of it and i think uh, the final result was a lot better because of yeah I, 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 absolutely it's not about it's not about using all all of everyone's feedback because certainly it's it's you you know the images you know you know the body of work but as you say it can it can just be something that is maybe in the back of your mind you think mm, not quite sure and then just when one or two other people point it out or or come up with something else as you say it just allows you to allows you to finesse and just sharpen up um the final bits and pieces and i think it's always to always generally to the benefit of the final output um, and it's great to be able to bounce bounce ideas off other people who have produced books or produce books or collect books or 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 people whose work you you just respect yourself and and is of a similar similar vein and and strand to the work that you shoot yourself absolutely and i'm very grateful that they took the time to get back to me about it yeah well, absolutely and i think i think that particularly the photo book community for me it's 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 very active and very supportive. And I, th I think if you ask most people who enjoy photo books to take a look at something you're working on, um, I'd be surprised if many people said, no, sorry, I don't, I don't have time because um, I think everyone, people who are actively involved in it and publish and self-publish their own work, I, th I think they enjoy the process of being able to feed back to other people on, on work that they're doing themselves. Yes, I agree. <laughs> So obviously you you've made many handmade books yourself. I've seen them all on your website. Uh, enjoy looking at them. So how was how was this a diff how did this experience differ doing a, a a published bigger zine where you're not in control of every aspect of it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it was a different experience, definitely. Um, my handmade books are always more about experimenting mm -hmm. I always come on some kind of problem and I try to find a solution for that problem and I'm not really the the kind of person who 
has a plan for the whole book from the start when, when yep, I make yep. hand make books I don't have all the materials I just go one step at a time and then I yeah, I, yeah. I, I see what 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 can I use what can I use for the cover what can I do do I want an inlaid picture yeah. I, I don't have a plan from the start so this was different because I had to have <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> planned out uh, and before I could give it to the printer and um, also the, you are more limited because you have uh, to select the, the kind of materials that the printer has to offer. Yeah. So that, that is also the difference. When you make handmade books, you have all kinds of Options. choices to do exactly. So yeah, that, that was that were the, the most um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the most important differences, I think, the material yeah. choice and also the, the way of working towards yeah. a finished book barrier. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a different way of working. You can, you can kind of work at your own pace when you're doing something that's handmade and you can, you can slowly drip feed it and come back and go forth and make changes to it. If something prints out wrong, you can switch the page over. It's easy enough. Whereas, yeah, when you're, when you're getting someone else to do that for you, you have to present the finished product first and then hope that it comes back as you expect it. And obviously in the, in the UK, we've got quite a few self good self-publishing options. Now you've got Mixum, you've got You Love Print, XYZ. There's like some newspaper club if you want to try something different. What, what are the, what are the, the options like in, in Germany? Um, yeah, they're very different to a yeah. degree. Um for example, they are more expensive okay. than Mixum and uh, yeah. You Love Print in, in the UK. I think uh, almost twice the amount mm. for similar results. Yeah. And um, most of them are more, um, their direction is more business printing and, and flyers yeah. and, and stuff like that. But um, the printer I uh, found at last was actually uh, one that's for they they call themselves my buchdruck so yeah. my, my my book printing so to say and um they are actually um the, their direction is really making books making zines so that that was a good fit they were not the the cheapest option on, on the german market but uh, yeah they had some good um reviews online so yep. I just thought to try them. Yeah. And also they, they don't actually make a proof. Or they, they, they do actually, they make a proof print that you can, you can order proof print, but you can also just order a single copy, which is quite cheap. Yeah. So you can just try out some things at first, which is, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, I think they've done a, I think they've done a fantastic job. I think the, the paper choices you've, you've gone for are, really com really complement the images um and yeah i think it's i think it's been beautifully done so it's it's great to see it's great to see that there's other options out there and across the rest of europe because obviously i suppose we're just generally exposed to what's available in in the uk and do you think you would uh, publish more work as books and zines in the future i hope so <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if time allows yeah well that that yeah that that's it time time is always the challenge but uh, i suppose for, from your perspective you, you you go through the process of doing it once and getting it self-published and you'll always learn 
things just as you do with handmade books. Um, I suppose from the self-published aspect, you learn things every time. And I suppose your interaction and your knowledge of working with the printer is improved for the, for the next zine or book that you publish. Yes, I think so. It will become easier and hopefully less mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's it. And is there anything you'd have changed about, I suppose, the physical aspect or the, the tactile element of the book? Well, I would have, but uh, I couldn't have in the end because the first few prints that I ordered had a different kind of paper, which I preferred. Yep. It was a bit more, it was also a, a matte paper, but a bit more silky. Okay. But they were not able to um, deliver that anymore. So right. I wasn't able to order that in the end. Yeah. Which is a shame. I like that better, but. Uh, <laughs> well, but the thing is, only only you know that. None of us who none of us who have got it are any are any 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 other aware of the fact that there there were other paper choices that you were using, and I, I think the paper choice works works beautifully for it. And yeah, I, I just think it's it's been really really nicely done. I really I've really enjoyed uh, seeing the work in in its physical form, but I've also really enjoyed the process of seeing you share. The, the work on 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 the slack group and it's interesting just to see how how small things have have tweaked and been changed and just to hear all the interactions between yourself and other people ab about publishers and what routes everyone's gone down and what paper choices some people have gone with and it's, it's just a fascinating a fascinating process to see how all these small changes and conversations lead to the finished the finished product yeah, I think the, the process has been just as enjoyable as having the final result. It was yeah. a very interesting experience. Very stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I know I know you're a big fan of photo books. Uh, you're certainly uh, you're certainly generally cost a lot of people on the photo on the <laughs> on the book club a lot of money with all your with all your great suggestions. As everyone is sitting listening to you talk about a book as they're typing their credit card numbers into some website to buy the last remaining copies. So I'm very interested to hear a selection of your favorite photo books. I say that with interpretation because I'll probably end up buying some of them. Um, but I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing what books you've got to share with us today, Alex. Okay. As usual, it's a difficult choice. It's always, um, it's always meant to be a difficult choice. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've picked actually, all of the books in my shelf are favorites because yep. I don't keep the other ones. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm sharing one absolute favorite and I'm sharing four other books, which I think deserve some more attention. So oh, um, the first one is Paul Strand, The Garden yep. at Orgeval, which is yeah, one, one of my absolute favorites. It's just a beautiful piece of work and it's, um, has been created in his late years when he was already very old and couldn't travel anymore. And um, there's actually a, a quote that um, sums up the body of work very well. The artist's world is limitless. It can be found anywhere far from where he lives or a few feet away. It is always on his doorstep. And that's, I think, a very, very strong quote. And um, yeah, yeah, that. I just love this book. It's a very personal, intimate selection of photos. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a number of Paul Strand books mentioned 
over the last 90 episodes and it's no real surprise because yeah some of his work is majority of his work is that is absolutely fantastic and yeah it's interesting to see how people connect to different ones of paul's books mm -hmm. um the next one is by swedish photographer theodor paus it's called uh, Treskätskata. I probably pronounced it wrongly. It means uh, Swamp Street, I think. Right. And it's um, a selection of work from local swamps in, in southern Sweden, I believe. And yes, it's a very beautiful body of work with very complex images from the wetlands areas in Sweden. Cool. Mm. Very personal work and it's all in color intimate and uh, just a very beautiful body of work cool i think it's still available so <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look for that I, I have the benefit of having a couple of weeks notice before anyone else listens to this <laughs> listens to this episode so i can pick the copies up uh the next one is empty forest by nanook prince she's um a dutch photographer right cool and this is an, a very fascinating topic because it's actually about um, a young woman at the early 20th century who was in a mental asylum in Heidelberg. And uh, she was, I think, diagnosed with schizophrenia. And she wrote a couple of letters to her husband, which were written in a very um, intense and... Um, compulsive way just for example just his name and uh, come get me out 100 times on the same page oh, right written each word written above the other so it's it's a it's very intense letters these letters were never sent so um i think she she died pretty young in the mental asylum and the photographer has approached this topic with mixing um historical photos from mental yep. asylums and the outside with landscape pictures Correct. and also with self-portraits. It's a very interesting story and a very haunting, moody book. Yeah. It's just a de definitely a fa favorite of mine. It's, it's, I think, released in 2021, I believe. Yeah, so, sounds, so, sounds really good. A real interesting combination of the subject matters that someone is is combining together, which I think gives a total different context to the subject that, that the subject and topic of the book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one is um, called Somewhere by Martha Never. She's a Spanish photographer, and um, the whole book or the theme of the book is imperfection. I would say, right. and uh, it's a it's a mix of pictures. Some are taken with uh, analog cameras with um, out of date films, and uh, others are just um, very intimate landscape pictures of um, rock structures and grasses and water and birds and very in intimate landscape photography, but uh, um, sequenced in a in a very beautiful way and. It's just a really lovely, lovely book. It's printed on very nice uh, recycled paper, so that also lovely. Um, fits with the theme. Yeah, very good. Sounds lovely. I look forward to having a look at that. 
Um, the last one is by fellow German photographer Thomas Rink. Oh, very good. And uh, it's a handmade book. I think he he's going to make or he's he's made twenty five um, examples of it. Yeah. It's beautifully bound with some very lovely material choices, and uh, the theme is uh, also still waters. Yeah. swamp-like areas and um, the photos are interwoven with some very moody um, almost ominous writing it's in German unfortunately but uh, I think it's possible to translate it and get get the, the general mood cool. yeah it's, it's also a very beautiful selection of images in a and an incredibly beautiful mate yeah. book. Looks, it looks very nice. Take my hat off to him for making 25 copies or however many he, ha he has made. That's a, that's a, a labour of love that is to, to, to bind that, stitch that many together. But, uh, but it, shows that it shows that it can be done and you've got other people, the likes of Joe Wright, who, who makes stitches together, various books mm -hmm. for the floods and things like that as well. So... Um, it shows that it is possible to do, but uh, yeah, a, gr a great selection of books there, uh, Alex, and um, I'll be dipping in and having a wee look at some of them before I release this list to the world, so that uh, I've got first first dibs over any ones that I can find because I know how I know how popular your 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 book selections are, um, particularly yeah, particularly some of the great still life ones that you've shared with us. So, um, on that note, Alex. Uh, really just want to say thank you very much for your time this morning and uh, chatting to me about your about your work and about uh, about silence because it's a great book i don't know if you've actually got any copies left or if you do you've maybe only got one or two or a small handful of them yeah a handful of them a handful. <laughs> so I, I don't imagine they'll be hanging around for long um but no on that note alex thank you very much for your time it's been a pleasure chatting to you and i i really look forward to seeing what your next uh, what your next books are maybe you'll do a wee a wee run of handmade books for your next project yeah that is the plan yes very good <laughs> like, likewise it has been a real pleasure thank you very much for your Yours. time thanks alex